The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, today, British lawmakers voted to delay Brexit just 15 days before the country is scheduled to leave the European Union. The House of Commons voting 412 to 202 in favor of seeking to postpone the UK's departure for at least three months beyond the scheduled March 29th departure from the EU. To find out what all this means, we're joined by Adam Payne, the senior political reporter at Business Insider UK. Adam, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, Good evening from London, and thank you very much for having me on your show. So I have to admit that on this particular show, we take in a lot of topics, uh, both in, you know, internationally and nationally and locally. Brexit is one we haven't talked a lot about because I'll be frank with you, <laughs> I don't completely understand it. I wonder if you could possibly give us an overview of how did we get to Brexit and then we'll take it through to where we are now. Yes, of course. Well, in, in 2016, in the United Kingdom, we had a referendum on whether the country should leave the European Union. And for any of your listeners who aren't aware of what the European Union is, it is a collection of 28 European countries, including the United Kingdom, and they work together on things like trade, uh, on security, um, uh, environment, and and a range range of policies. But in 2016, we had a referendum and the, uh, the United Kingdom voted to leave the European Union. Now, this was an absolutely massive decision. We, this country has been in the European Union for, for around 45 years. So not only was it a big political decision, but the actual practical challenge of leaving the European Union is incredibly complex because basically the vast majority of laws which govern um, trade and travel and um, the importing of food and medicines and so many other, other things in day-to-day life is governed by the European Union. So to withdraw ourselves from a union which basically underpins day-to-day life in the United Kingdom is unbelievably complex. Now, the process to leaving European Union is called the Article 50 process, which you may have heard of before. Mm-hmm. And the Article 50 process is two years long, and in that two years, you basically agree the terms of your divorce in the European Union. Now, we are in the final month of that two-year Article 50 period. However, this country, the United Kingdom, simply isn't ready to leave the European Union, largely because our parliament in Westminster in London is so divided over what Brexit should look like, how close we should be to the European Union once we've left. Uh, We had a German election in 2017, which produced a hung parliament, which didn't really help. So, as you said in your introductory remarks, 15 days before we are scheduled to leave the EU on March 29th, uh, lawmakers in London have decided to delay our exit. Uh, It's by at least three months, so the earliest date we will leave the EU is June the 30th, but if the Parliament in London doesn't get his act together and come up with uh, and agree to a a Brexit deal, uh, we could still be in the EU for many, many months after that. So, um, for those of you who are trying to make sense of what the (laughs) hell's going on um, in, in the United Kingdom, it is a political constitutional crisis. Uh, one which we haven't seen 
for many, many years and many, many decades. Adam Adam Payne joining us uh, tonight from uh, London. He's a senior political reporter at Business Insider UK. And we're talking about Brexit and what has happened there. Now, if I remember correctly, the, the vote to leave the European Union two years ago was a fairly close vote. Um, <laughs> you know, it wasn't a huge majority, anything like that. Is there the possibility that Brexit could be cancelled, that it just wouldn't happen you wouldn't leave the eu and if so how would that happen you're absolutely right in that the vote to leave the european union in 2016 was very close it was 52 percent to 48 percent uh so we are a very divided country at the moment and in terms of brexit being cancelled there are really two ways that could happen firstly we our government the uk government could do what we call revoke article 50 i.e. we cancel our divorce from the European Union, and that is completely possible. Um, However, it would be a politically risky thing to do. It would risk an almighty public backlash from, (laughs) you know, the 17 million people who voted to leave the EU. So the other, I guess, more realistic route towards cancelling Brexit is we would hold a new referendum, uh, which many people, many politicians in, in the United Kingdom are calling for, and in that, in that referendum, if the British people decided to reverse the decision of 2016 and stay in the European Union, uh, I guess we would. So a referendum, I think, is the most likely way that this country, the United Kingdom is going to stay in the European Union. But I think that there was a vote in Westminster um, in, in the last few hours on a referendum, and it was overwhelmingly rejected hmm. by lawmakers. So we are a long way away from cancelling Brexit, I think. What is more, what is on the table is Brexit being delayed uh, by a long time and Brexit being diluted uh, to the point where we may leave the EU, but we'll be so close to it in terms of trade and cooperation that we may as well not have left at all. Well, that's kind of my question. I don't know that we have the amount of time that would be required (laughs) to fully answer it, but if there's so many connections and so many layers to this, and you've mentioned immigration and importation of, uh, uh, you know, drugs and products, why does anyone want to leave Brexit in the first, or sorry, why does anyone want to leave the the Union in the first place? Mm. Well, I, I guess that's a very... I, I could talk to you for hours about that, but I've only got a few minutes, so <laughs> I would try to be as concise as possible. I guess like we've seen in the US uh, with the election of Donald Trump, and we've seen in countries across Europe, uh, there has been a rise in what most people like to call populist politics. Yeah. And in 2016, what the campaign to leave the European Union did very cleverly was conflate the European Union with lots of social problems we have in the United Kingdom. So in the United Kingdom, uh, wages haven't um, increased in real terms for a decade now. We are still recovering from the financial crash of 2018. There are some areas of the country, not the cities like London and Birmingham and Manchester, but there are towns and villages who are being left behind, aren't being invested in. Um, So there are lots of kind of social grievances which rightly or wrongly got conflated with the European Union. So effectively, in 2016, a vote to leave the European Union represented an anti-establishment vote, a kind of let's kick it to the establishment, let's send a message to the government. 
Hmm. Um, and that and that is what happened. It was an almighty shock to the UK political system because every party, every political party at the time, apart from one very small right-wing party, supported our membership of the European Union. <laughs> so it was a massive political shock. And our political system, I don't think, has recovered from it yet three years later. So regardless of which side of this debate you fall on, I guess the one thing both sides agree on is you can't leave without some sort of deal in place. Yes. Um, if the United Kingdom were to leave the EU without a deal, it would be an absolute disaster. As I said um, in response to one of your previous questions, so many aspects of life in this country relies on our relationship with the European Union. Um, businesses in this country rely on quick, smooth um, imports of things like um, goods and food and medicine. Things we sell on our shelves in supermarkets in the United Kingdom come from the continent, the continent of Europe, overnight. If we leave the European Union without a deal, you suddenly have big... Um, you have um, blockages at the borders, which means everything gets slowed down. Um, flights which go from the United Kingdom to the European Union are governed by EU law, which would just disappear in what we call a no-deal Brexit. And the list goes on and on and on. So to leave the EU without a deal, what we call a no-deal Brexit, would unleash all sorts of disruption and chaos and potentially push our country to another recession, another financial meltdown like we saw in 2008. So it's in absolutely nobody's interest to leave the EU without a deal. But um, we were at risk of doing that in two weeks' time, and that is why lawmakers have chosen to delay our exit. Adam, I keep hearing and reading about the backstop, and if I remember correctly, it has something to do with Northern Ireland, and it's, uh, it <laughs> seems to be a, an yeah. important part of this as well. Can you explain that? Yeah, I, I will do my best. Okay. Um, so the, the backstop to, to kind of... So Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, um, obviously, you'll be aware, have a, a, um, a history mm -hmm. of conflict. Um, and what the peace process on the island of Ireland, a big part of that peace process was to have an open border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. So you can walk from Northern Ireland to the Republic with no checks, no uh, police presence, no cameras. It's a completely invisible, frictionless border. And a big reason for, what, for why that is, is the case is because both Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland are in the European Union. They follow the same EU rules. They are in what we call the Single Market and Customs Union. So everything is the same across the Republic and Northern Ireland. However, because the Northern, I Northern Ireland is going to be leaving the EU with the rest of the United Kingdom, England, Scotland and Wales, that creates a problem because the Republic of Ireland will be following EU rules, but Northern Ireland will not. Oh, so that threatens what we call the open border. So what the backstop does, and, and the backstop, as you say, has become the problem in Brexit negotiations, it provides an all-weather insurance policy to make sure the open border in Ireland is always there, no matter what happens. And that insurance policy is that Northern Ireland effectively stays in the European Union. And the, so you can see why that is so controversial in the United Kingdom, because we could be in a situation where 
if the, if negotiations between the European Union and the United Kingdom don't go well, Northern Ireland could effectively be in the European Union for years and years to come. Hmm. So Brexit negotiations have been at an impasse for months and months and months over this issue of the backstop. And it's not just about, you know, trade and customs and all that technical stuff. We're talking about a peace agreement mm-hmm. which um, is incredibly important to an incredible amount of people. And this issue has basically blocked up Brexit talks months and months and months now. And it's the main reason why lawmakers in London have decided to delay Brexit. Mm-hmm. I hope that made some sense. Yeah, it, it did. did. It Thank did. you, Adam. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious about this as well. Uh, our parliament is based on your parliamentary system. So I'm curious as to I'm why... So sorry. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think we got it a little bit better. Um, when <laughs> Theresa May's government uh, proposed a deal that was rejected um, recently, why did that not bring about a vote of non-confidence in the government? Why did that not trigger an election? Well, usually it would. Uh, in, in, you, in any other era, in any other parliament, it would. Theresa May had lost a number of really massive votes, including, as you say, the vote on her deal. The reason it hasn't happened, I guess, firstly, is one, um, for there to be a no-confidence vote and for Theresa May to lose, she would need some of her own Conservative MPs to vote her out. That's not going to happen now because Conservative MPs think that if they have an election and a new party gets into government, that Brexit could be delayed or could be lost uh, forever. And there is a general feeling in this country that we are in such a massive crisis, there is so much uncertainty, so much instability, that another election probably wouldn't help the situation. Hmm. Given that we are a very divided country and an election probably wouldn't produce a stable majority. Um, but you're absolutely right in that um, we are in a bizarre situation whereby Theresa May is officially Prime Minister, but she has got no authority whatsoever. Um, She's losing big votes all the time now. Her own ministers are rebelling against her, um, doing what we call breaking the whip, which is when they will vote for things they are not meant to vote for. Um, So effectively, um, we don't have a government, basically, in the United Kingdom, and that sounds dramatic and maybe over the top, but it's completely true because Theresa May is unable to govern. Um, but um, we may have an election in the next few months. I think that's definitely likely. The election is not due to take place until 2022 in this oh. country, but that obviously isn't realistic because our political system is so unsustainable. But right now, um, the Conservative MPs are not going to get rid of Theresa May because that chaos could jeopardise Brexit completely. What a mess, Adam, Yeah. <laughs> to, to put it just kind of in a nutshell. What a mess. Um, and you know what? I'm glad you're covering yeah. it uh, every day and not necessarily us. But Adam Payne, from uh, he's the senior political reporter at uh, Business Insider UK. Thank you for dumbing it down for us and explaining it to us so we can understand. We truly appreciate your time tonight. I know it's like 920 in London right now. So we appreciate you taking the time out of your evening to join us. Uh, Well, thank you very much, and I hope what I said made some sort of sense. It sure Um, did. 
it, 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 it doesn't make much sense to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. And I'm always happy to come back if ever you need someone to talk about British politics. You will be the top Guaranteed of our list. That will thank happen. you so yeah. much, Adam. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Goodbye. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.